We acknowledge the traditional Aboriginal owners of country throughout Victoria, their ongoing connection to this land, and we pay our respects to their culture and their elders, past, present and future. Welcome to Ag Vic Talk, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria. At the start of a career, a young person is often faced with a choice, work or study. Traineeships, though, provide a middle ground where gaining a qualification is part of your work. G'day, I'm Drew Radford, and that was the opportunity Caleb Roberts was looking for, and he found it in the form of the Youth Employment Scheme, otherwise known as YES, where he's working and gaining a certificate in horticulture. To find out more, he joins us for this AgVic Talk podcast. Caleb, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Caleb, whereabouts is the Tatura Smart Farm? Um, the Tatura Smart Farm is in Tatura, like 15 minutes out from Shepparton. Caleb, what's your background? Um, yeah, I'm a Tanurang Yorta Yorta man, born and raised in Shepparton. So you've got a strong traditional cultural connection with the land. Have you got a lot of family in the region? Yeah, yeah, got a fair few family members around. Callum, how did you get into the traineeship? Uh, I actually seen it advertised on the internet and was currently doing some farm work beforehand, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity. Does the traineeship involve study as well? Uh, yes, it does. I'm currently studying a Cert 3 in production horticulture. And how long does that course go for, Callum? That goes for this year. So I started January... Do you think your experience through the traineeship will have an impact on your career path moving forward? Yeah, I hope I take a lot from this opportunity that they've given me and keep the ball rolling. Callum, would you recommend a career in agriculture to other young people? Oh yeah, most definitely. I feel like it's a good place to start and can stay around for as long as you want also. It's always going to be here. Caleb, have you been surprised about the amount of technology that's now involved with farming? Yeah, definitely. I had no idea that the amount of technology that goes into farming actually went into farming. I thought it was just pretty straightforward, plant a seed and hope for it to grow, but turns out it's not like that. Caleb, what do you see are some of the advantages of undertaking a traineeship? I feel like it's just the fact that it's employment and study at the same time. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with that. What are your plans for the future? Do you think you're going to stay in agriculture? I'd like to stay in agriculture, but honestly, who knows what the future holds. Maybe the technology will um, entice you to go down even a more tech side. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Do you think that this is also an opportunity for those that work with you to learn more about your culture and your background? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I feel like Indigenous people have a spot in agriculture and horticulture. Like, we've been farming land for 80,000 plus years. Yeah, it would definitely be good to uh, share my side of things as well to my fellow workers. After your experiences of working in agriculture, can you see the opportunity to incorporate traditional farming practices into mainstream farming to add value? Yeah, definitely. I feel like... um, just a stronger connection even between farmers and Indigenous people or in like traditional ways of farming would favour both parties. Not only would it create 
some more jobs for Indigenous people, but it would also better, better for the environment the more traditional you go. Trying to create a pathway into agriculture for young Aboriginal people like Calum is more than just a job for my next guest. Russell Adcock sees it as an important element in achieving self-determination and his role as Senior Aboriginal Employment and Engagement Advisor with Agriculture Victoria helps make that happen. It's a role Russell came to with plenty of farm dirt on his boots. Yeah, that's for sure, Drew. My grandfather, Bez Murray, he was overseer on a property called Yanga Station up in Bell Reynold. And Yanga Station was the biggest freehold property in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, Yanga consisted of 290,000 acres. And, um, yeah, beautiful part of the earth up there at Bell Reynold on the banks of the Murrumbidgee. Yeah, so my grandfather um, spent a lot of time with, he reared me, he and Nan, from a bit of a later age. So I grew up there, pop, you know, being overseer on the property, spent a lot of time mustering and, and riding horses out through that country and through the floodwater, you know, mustering sheep and cattle. And then, you know, a lot of great great grandfather and great uncles as well. Also pretty well-renowned horse breakers up through that Murrumbidgee area and, and Murray area. So my people, they originally, you know, on, on Wamba, uh, which come out of sort of in around Swan Hill, Mullamine area. Yeah, so my people originally from there and, and um, yeah, but all-renowned horse breakers and, and horse people from there. So, yeah, look, agriculture is in my blood, you'd probably say, Drew. I understand you still do a bit of horse breaking in your spare time, but your full-time job involves helping get young Aboriginal people working in agriculture. What's that involve? Within that um, employment sector here in agriculture, my job here is about informing the department on Aboriginal employment. So where jobs will be best suited for Aboriginal people. And the main thing with that too, Drew, we've got to be careful I've got to be, you know, very careful in advising the department. We don't want to go and pull Aboriginal people away from their community and their community orgs. We want to try and and work with community to professionally develop Aboriginal people locally to then go back and better assist their own mob. And, you know, that relates back to self-determination. So we don't want to be seen as a government department coming into town, pulling Aboriginal people away from their own mob and give them a job in government because, you know, history sort of explains for itself that, you know, it's not a not a real good thing for government to do, you know. So it's about walking in two worlds, both Aboriginal and, and non-Aboriginal world, and advising government and, or agriculture on the best practice and best way to go about finding employment opportunities for Aboriginal people in agriculture. Is this how you came to be working with Calum? Because he's at Tatura uh, Smart Farm, but that's not far from where he lives too and his family area as well, from what I understand. Yeah, that's correct. So, yeah, Calum, uh, yeah, good young fella. Calum actually also has um, links to Bell Reynold as well. So my job working with Calum is just advising his managers on, you know, cultural safety and the best way to manage Calum and work program as well. So, yeah, come to, that's how I met Calum and, um, yeah, and, ju- and just sort of yarning to him, giving him that cultural, culturally safe spot just where he can debrief and, and have that talk with another Aboriginal male. And I imagine that mentoring ship must be particularly important 
Because it sounds like you straddle that space, really. Yeah, look, it's extremely important. As I said before, you know, it's hard enough Aboriginal people to be able to walk in two worlds, you know, within your, your own people, but also work for government. It's a pretty tough world, and it's something that you either can do it or you can't do it. And what it takes is, is a bit of strong mentoring and, and the right mentoring to be able to help that young person through their career. If I can give these young people the, the best advice possible to give them the best experience within agriculture and working within agriculture uh, in the government department, um, I think you know my job's sort of done. We don't want people leaving the department thinking, oh, you know, that department's um, not culturally safe, um, that's a bit racist. I don't want young people thinking that because get to the curry grapevine and next minute no one will come and work for the department, you know. So my job's to give them the best advice and, and best experience possible within the department. You explain that really, really well. Obviously, employment opportunities for Aboriginal people are very important to you. How do you see their opportunities in terms of agriculture and, and how are the programs like the one Calum's involved in important? Oh, Shivers, look, let's talk about historical agriculture. You know, back in the day, Aboriginal people played a vital, vital role in opening up the Australian agricultural economy. You know, some of the best Aboriginal stockmen are still spoken about today. You know, we, we, were, we were front and centre, you know, the watering holes, the best soil, even taught them to read the seasons. And also, you know, let's talk about traditional burning. You know, that happened back then too, and, and it's only today that the Western society are, are cottoning back onto it. So, you know, Aboriginal people, it was us that really helped pave the way for, for agriculture historically. Unfortunately today, agriculture is seen to Aboriginal people as, you know, that it desecrated our culture, took our land, took our language, took all our ceremonial practices away and put us on missions, you know. But as I said, historically, you know, and, and we had some, you know, some of the best shearers going around were Aboriginal people. You know, let's talk about Uncle David Unipan, Aboriginal fellow, you know, inventor, invented the, the modern day shearing plant. And he's on the $50 note. And he's on a $50 note. So if you've got a spare one, you can send it up to me, Drew. I might be able to frame it. <laughs> <laughs> so we played a very, very big role in, in agriculture and we were highly regarded. Unfortunately today, agriculture is deemed to be, it's not really highly regarded within Aboriginal people, which is a shame, but there's so much great opportunities within agriculture, and you think about them, you know, one, we can get Aboriginal people back out on the country, we can get them reconnected to land, and look, the spirituality within Aboriginal people working with stock, some of the best stock handlers you've ever seen, because they know how to read an animal, know how to read a beast, know where the stock's watering from read the seasons. That just comes naturally to Aboriginal people. Now, we've got to be able to provide that opportunity back to young Aboriginal people to provide that good opportunity within agriculture, not be deemed as, you know, pinching our culture, pinching our language, pinching our land. We've got to be able to sell it in the right way, provide the opportunity for Aboriginal people to be reconnected back to country and back to their culture. If we can do that in the right way, well, employment opportunities are going to come and Aboriginal people will be able to take what they've learnt from agriculture in Victoria back to their own traditional communities and be able to recreate traditional farming practices in their own cultural shape today. 
So it's a great opportunity. Um, we're only early into the project. I've only been here 12 months, but I feel we are going to get there. You have a great passion for it, Russell, and I imagine this really feeds into self-determination. What does that mean to you? Drew, self-determination to me, well, you think about it. Government departments have sat down and spoke at Aboriginal communities and Aboriginal people. Self-determination to me is government departments sitting down talking with Aboriginal people. If my job can create that safe scene that's seen safe and deemed safe by Aboriginal community to sit down and talk with Agriculture Victoria on opportunities they see their young people to economically advance in, in agriculture, to me that's self-determination. It's sitting down seeing what community want, not sitting down talking at community. So we sit down and talk with community quite a bit, quite a lot actually, and um, the first people of the middle of Mallee up there at Mildura uh, sit down and yarn to them, and, and we talk to them regularly. You know, how, how can you see employment within agriculture advancing up in your neck of the woods, you know? Yeah, it's the first time ever, but, yeah, so much has happened up there for first people. That is true self-determination to me, Drew. Well, it sounds like the work that you're doing with Agriculture Victoria certainly centres around that, Russell. Oh, shivers, yeah, that's for sure, Drew. You've got to be in the know, you've got to be able to sit down and talk to community. COVID's been a bit hard, a bit hard to get in the car and, and go up and connect with, with mob. On the telephone, on the computer, it's not the same. Aboriginal people, they want to look you in the eye. They want to pick up on your body language to make sure that you're not gambling around and you're talking sense, you know, and stick to your word. Rapport in Aboriginal community that's built through honesty and hard work, it's not built over cappuccinos and lattes, mate. So, yeah, you've got to sort of get in and have a dig, you know. Well, Russell Ladcock, it really sounds like you're the guy for getting stuck in and having a dig and building rapport. You're doing remarkable work, and thank you so much for joining us in the AgVic Talk studio today to share your story with us. No, my pleasure, Drew. My pleasure. Lovely to meet you and talk with you. Thank you for listening to AgVic Talk. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. Contact Agriculture Victoria or your consultant before making any changes on farm. This podcast was developed by Agriculture Victoria, authorised by the Victorian Government Melbourne.